Hello, and welcome back to Stories of the Saints, Episode 8, Part 2. We have been talking with Andrew Smith and Samuel Jordison. We now welcome in their friend, Jason Kane. If you haven't caught Part 1, go back and listen. That'll probably help things make more sense. But uh, Jason, welcome. Let's pick up where we left off. Well, we... uh we have a little interlude here, and we've welcomed our fourth member into the conversation, Brother Jason Kane. Jason, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Swinging that around there and get comfortable. I want you to talk a little bit here. Jason oh, okay. just got off work, and you guys, um, so Andrew and Samuel shared how they they met you. Um, tell me, what's your earliest memory of Andrew? Andrew, I always remember seeing him at uh, CPRS. He was a grade below me. Okay. And so. Oh, freshman when you were a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. And so on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just always been around kind of the same with Sam, just in a different state. But yeah, just always been there. <laughs> always been there. Yeah. Always been there. Those are the best friends, right? That have always been there. Yes. So um, before we get into uh Eventually, we're going to talk about the preparatory podcast, which you three have all been involved in doing a podcast. But um, before we get there, um, we've just kind of been sharing um, testimonies of your travels between the two of you, Sam and Andrew. What, like, how many countries? What countries have you gone to? Like, over on your trips together or apart? Oh, uh, just combined. Like, out of the both of you, where where have you been? Um. I've been we, been, we both went up to Canada. Um, we did some work in Kenya together. I think those are our only two international trips. We, I mean, we did those caravans, which Jason was a part of. Okay. Um, then I went with the intern, the Book of Mormon internship, which is a great opportunity. Got to got to plug my in, Book of Mormon internship when I can. But we went down to Belize, and then I did some work in Rwanda with Doug. I'm trying to think of, um, did some work, I mean, not some work, but I've um, got to share a little bit in Canada uh, at a different different area in Canada. Canada is a big place, but it is. Um, <laughs> I can you know, I'll, I can touch on that later, which is actually pretty funny. But um, I think it's been about. And then Andrew, you've been Nepal and where yeah, else? Nepal and India, and that that was um, Kenya twice. So those are the only international ones besides Canada. Yeah. What's it like when you're overseas? Um, huh, how do I ask the question? You said you feel like you're with the church no matter where you're at. Tell me, just describe describe what that's like. So you're over and you're in this little house. I mean, imagine maybe there's some fear or, or you know, just being in a different country at times. Tell me what it's like when you're with the saints over there in any country, anywhere you've been over there. Um, the saints are very, very welcoming. I mean, it's it's like family wherever you are. It's just like, you know, over here you you know you step into someone's house and you're like, hey, and you got this commonality of this restored gospel, and instantly, it seems like there's a bonding there because you can talk about great things that maybe a lot of a lot of people around don't know. Um, my first international trip to Rwanda, um, we were in a home out in the out in the countryside it was it was way out of the city and it was a very small home um but there was a we were a party of six so we were a, a big party 
and we entered this home and it was, you know, the 10 by, you know, 10 room and they packed in, um, us six and then 24 other, like just, you know, as close as they could together and asked us to share. And, you know, we got to talk to them and, um, and afterwards the, the owner of the house, um, it was an older, older lady and she was kind of the matriarch of the area and had brought in all these people packed all 24 in herself kind of. And, you know, she was crying and, um, and, and she just kept hugging us over and over again. And we're like, you know, that's, that's so nice. And, um, they were laughing cause you know, she kept hugging us and, um, afterward we got back, back to our, our place of lodging and, um, kind of asked our translators, you know, what was that about? And they kind of told us her story of why she was so happy is, um, she had been living in the area and they had been Pentecostal for a while. Um, but then the missionaries came through the, the local, the local priest there and, um, shared with her the gospel and she had, um, you know, believed it and, um, she had persecution because of it, because of, of what she had kind of, you know, she had stepped away from what she knew and her church family and accepted the gospel. And then she had a dream one night where, um, we were, there were people in her house and, um, they were white and they were, um, black and they were studying books and reading. And so she had that persecution and then us coming into her home and opening the scriptures and sharing with her and teaching with her. Um, she, it was like her, you know, everything she had, ever dreamed of, you know, her, her testimony that she saw in her dream was coming true. And, and that's why she was so happy. And, and everywhere we go, the people are, are wonderful, are welcoming. Um, they're also people and, and when you're at a youth retreat, kids want to be on their phones and sometimes they're bored and they don't want to sit down too long. You know, you find a lot of things there's very similar, um, but very loving, very good. Anything? Anything to add, Andrew? Uh, no, I think our experience has pretty much been the same as that. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> We're mic sharing here. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just that people are people no matter where they are. Um, cultures are a little bit different like sometimes, but um, especially church culture um, is it, – it, is a little bit different because it, it revolves around the spirit and that spirit's the same, um, which is the really cool part is that um, you go to a service in Oak Grove and um, there's the spirit there sometimes and you go to a church service in Kenya and there's the spirit there uh, just like there would be back here and it's that same spirit. And even though they may sing their hymns a little bit faster or slower, um, it, that same spirit bears record that it, they're they're there for the same purpose, you know, and, and that's really cool. Yeah. Well, Jason, let's get you in here. They they shared some testimonies. Uh, well, I asked them. Of course, this is called Stories of the Saints, and probably some of our more uh, popular episodes are the Stories of the Saints because it's real, right? The gospel becomes real. So, what's your story? Why are you involved with these guys in, um, you know, this work of promoting the gospel? I mean, isn't there a bunch of other things you could be be doing out there? Well, I think my story really is like, I know you grew up in the church and um, you grow up in the church and you kind of just go with the flow for a while. And um, I went to CPRS, which is 
you know, Christian school for, you know, most of my life and, uh, and restoration school. And, and so it just, it took a while for me to really find that, you know, desire and actual passion to do more than just go to church every Sunday. Um, and, and that kind of manifested itself. And I shared this in my, the last sermon I preached and, um, but, uh, I don't know if you guys have mentioned uh, the caravans or anything, but uh, we went on a caravan and at one point, well, backing up a little bit, uh, I was going through this year of kind of self-evaluation and wanting to kind of figure out where I was with God and, you know, where I fit in in the picture. And I, I felt like I knew a lot. I knew so much that I had been taught and I felt like I had the knowledge of, you know, the gospel. And I kind of realized that it it wasn't really changing my life and it it wasn't really manifesting itself in my day-to-day life. And, and so this year I was going through just kind of trying to figure myself out and it, it manifested itself in this caravan where I kind of, was able to share with others, um, kind of some little testimonies that I had and, um, but just, you know, being in fellowship with other people who are very passionate and, um, love the Lord. And it's just kind of a, you know, life-changing experience for the most part. And uh, this has been the second caravan that I went on, but we ended up in this, um, campsite in Arizona and um, I just, we had this time to kind of contemplate uh, and just kind of meditate in, in this campground. And uh, Kara Smith, our leader at the time, just wanted us to kind of, you know, be with God, whether that meant, you know, asking for help or just feeling his presence. Um, we, we had that opportunity and during that time, I kind of was able to realize that when, when I'm in that spirit and um, feel like I'm serving the Lord, that I'm just so much happier. And I found this joy. And um, and so it fast forward a couple hours that day, um, we all got in a circle and we... Um, and we were told to um, tell each other why we loved the person next to us and also why we loved Jesus. And so when it got to me, I, I don't know who I was next to, but I said, you know, whatever about the person next to me. But then when it got to me saying what I loved about Jesus, I was like, all I could really say is, I think I actually do love you now and it's not fake anymore. And that was kind of a big thing for me to just kind of admit that, that I was kind of you know, faking my love for God. Cause I, I feel like if you love someone that you would dedicate your life for them. And like, I'm recently married and I have this whole new perspective of, you know, you're, you're dedicating your life to this person. And, um, and, and so I was like, you know, I must be faking if it's not really changing my life. And, and so um, and, and so I just kind of had that realization and, and I ended up sharing that testimony as we got home 
with all the, um, all our families to, you know, come welcome us back. And we shared our testimony from the chip and I, I shared basically exactly what I just said. And after the service, um, I was pulled aside and I was told that I have a you know, call to the priesthood. And I was like, all right, well, now that I've accepted this, you know, love and um, display this love for my Lord, I'm immediately called to serve him. And, you know, obviously the process leading up uh, takes much longer than, you know, hearing my testimony um, to have a call to the priesthood. But it, it just shows that the Lord was moving in my life that whole year and um, stuff was happening behind the scenes that I didn't even know. He's a, it's amazing how he's faithful to us. Even when we don't, I don't know, when we don't, we're not aware of it. Like Samuel's, you know, you shared earlier about just, I don't have like this great thing other than, you know, I don't know why I have a testimony. Sorry you do, but you know, it's just, it's like, he's faithful, you know, in the prayers of your parents and things. Well, um, I wanted to ask you guys about this and what you're sharing. You know, a lot of these about the caravan or being over in Kenya, being being um, up in Canada with just this little family. I want to bring up the word community, and um, it's used it's used in other denominations, maybe more than in ours, and maybe maybe that's because of the split in the church and the name change or whatever. But I think it's a wonderful word, and. Um, you know, a number of years ago, I became aware of uh, an artist, Andrew Peterson, and um, he was this this young artist that had put out this album, and it was called Carried Along. And uh, since the death of Rich Mullins, I had, like, banished myself from Christian music because there was, like, nobody worthy to ever carry the torch. <laughs> and then and then uh, my buddy Tom Mitchell said, you got to listen to this album. So I listened to this guy, Andrew Peterson, and... Um, after that, I noticed that he came out with this website called The Rabbit Room. And there's a big story behind that. I'm going to go into it, but why he named that, it's, it's interesting if you look it up. But this 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 uh, website then fostered uh, books and a place for people to write and publish books. And then they, they started this thing called The Hutchmoot, where once a year they come together for a week, and it's just artists sharing their stories and music and song and writing, and it's just, just this creative place, and they eat together. And, and none of these people are too pretentious or whatever to be with other people. I mean, you're just there with them. And uh, anyway, now this rabbit room, they have an actual building, and now they're all remodeling this big building, and it's a place where they can gather physically. And so... Through this all, I've seen this talent of this man bringing people together in community, and that's why I like that. And, and I found a group of artists with their music and things. All that to be said, in our church, in my circles, I find this community lacking in a lot of ways, and I want to, I want to build more or help foster community. And that's what I see, like Restore Gospel Podcast, as is not just a a program, but as trying to bring people together in a community. So have you guys ever thought of community? What does that word mean to you? And um, as you've kind of already shared, what are your thoughts on that, like right here in the center place? And and what does that mean to you? So I grew up outside of the center place. So I had like a, before I moved in, I was like, oh, the center place, you know, independence, the Mecca of, (laughs) of, of our 
<laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. That maybe a little bit um, other, but the idea of, of coming together and community is what was talked about, what was um, preached about in the form of Zion. And then you get down here and you realize that no one really wants or, or might talk about it, might say, hey, we want it, but was there, is there an effort for it? And, you know, I don't know. And um, I think um, it, not to circle back to what we talked about, but that's a, you know, you got to walk the talk to really understand, you got to walk the walk to understand the concept of community. And um, it's something that's so needed because um, just in my own, own life, um, <laughs> circle back again to caravan. Um, I had an experience in high school where I, I said, you know, I said, I don't know, like I'm living out outside where there's no church friends. It's just me. And it's hard to ever remain faithful, you know, cause I've, my friends are not church members and they're good people, but they're not church members and they pull me different ways. And, um, the Lord spoke to me through, um, actually Doug Smith and, um, and he said, Sam, if, if you pursue Christ, if you pursue me, I will always give you friends. You will never be alone. You will never be lonely. And um, it took a while. Um, I didn't want to lose those friends. You know, who wants to lose friends? You know, you love them. But um, I have seen that promise been fulfilled. Like today, um, Andrew and I have gotten so much closer. Um, Kelvin, um, when we started that, you know, talk our, our teachings with Doug and, and Jason's been there. Um, there's been times when I've said, all right, I got to leave these people behind or not behind, but you know, got to distance myself because it's not good for my spiritual life. And I've been able to find people who are, are supportive of my spiritual life. And that community is so important to me. I, if it's so, and again, to address the fact of how do you, how are you still in the church when, when so many other youth aren't so many of my friends support or are active in, in the church. And it's so much easier to, and, and you guys can jump in here whenever you want, because it's so much easier to be a part of something and make Christ a priority when your friends are pushing you to Christ and our, you know, value your testimony can keep you in check. (laughs) Um, you know, if I ever, you know, slipped a, had a, I don't know what the word is, but something crossed my mind and I was like, all right, today's the day. I guess I'm going to try alcohol for the first time. And, you know, Andrew or Jason would be right there and be like, you know, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and, um, it is, it's a big, it's a big thing. And, and that community of Zion that we talk about, it has to start with, with others. It can't just be by ourselves. So I'll, I'll pass it on to them so they can answer what, what they find with community and what it means to them. Yeah, for me, um, I was, I recently kind of had an experience of this whole week where I was kind of busy every evening, but with, you know, being with people. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's mute channel two for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So I had this experience where um, I was busy every evening and we were, um, hanging out with a lot of people and all church members. And one day it was, we recorded an episode of our podcast and it, it took most of the evening, but we were, you know, 
reading the scriptures and just talking about it and just having a really good time. And, um, and then the next day, um, we hosted a scripture study in my apartment and, um, some of the stuff that came up with the person who was leading that scripture study, um, was stuff that I had talked about the day before. And, and it just, and, and another similar thing happened, I think that a few days later, but it, I just looked back at that week and I was like, man, that was a really fulfilling week because it was filled with all of these people who love the Lord and are wanting to improve yourselves. And, and, and that's an important thing to have in community. And I think maybe even in the church, we, we are afraid to kind of bring up some spiritual topics because there, there are different opinions. There are, you know, disagreements that we have within even just, you know, the restoration or you know, all the offshoots. And, and I think we, we're a little afraid to confront some of those things but if you go about it in the right spirit, you have to air out these things and you have to discuss things you might disagree on, even though sometimes it might be uncomfortable. But most of the time, if you are focused on Christ, then you are going to have a fruitful experience. Whether you come to the same understanding or not, that's you know a different to- topic. But yeah, it, I, I just kind of realized fairly recently how important having all those discussions and, and, and those you know, fellowship times with, with people, how important that is. Hmm. You got anything there, Andrew? I have uh, a little bit of a, I guess, a weirder perspective because I'm a little bit more introverted than I would say Sam or Jason um, but I, I, I mean, that being said, I, I feel like I can still acknowledge the importance and, um, reliance we should have on the community around us. Maybe reliance is the best word, but, uh, uh we should definitely value, you know, and, and I think that's embodied, I guess in my life, it's embodied with the friends that I have, um, like Sam was saying, it's really easy um, to keep going to church things, to keep being involved when your friends are actively engaged with those things as well. And, um, you know, we, I mean, we are great friends because we're, we, we have the same values, but we're also great friends because we, we push each other for something better. And um, a community that works together for, for each other's benefit, for each other's growth is something that's so very important. Um, you know, if you look at, um, societies, just different cultures in the past and in the present, you can look at, um, countries and civilizations and, um, if they are successful, they, they help each other. (laughs) And that, that's just how it is. And they, they work together. Uh, I mean, it, what's that famous quote? I mean, a nation divided can't stand. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, the transverse of that, I mean, you have to, you have to be united. You have to be together and you have to have that community. Otherwise you're not going to move forward. 
And um, it comes, like Jason was saying, through discussion, through um, through constructive criticism, like that that priesthood member was giving Sam and, and our other friend uh, after they had taught the class, and uh, like Doug was giving us when he was teaching us all those things. Um, it comes through all those different avenues. And I think most importantly, it comes through um, finding finding Jesus through service. And we can't serve if there's no one else there. And, and, and so, uh, I mean, that's, that was a really big thing for me because I was so introverted, uh, especially a while ago, a couple of years ago, this being, um, is that I, I kind of viewed my relationship with God as something I could get to, um, I could get, or I could further by myself and, um, you know, um, putting myself in, in like the place of Moses. If, if God were to ask me to come visit him, uh, I could say, oh, okay, I could do that and not be around people the entire time, you know? Um, but I don't think that's the case I <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, you know, you prepare to meet God, you, you, have a relationship with Jesus by being about his work. And that, like Sam said, it's being around people, serving people. It's strengthening your brethren. Like we, we talked about earlier and that that's what community is. I mean, that's what it should be at least in its perfect sense. So, well, this is good, good wise stuff. Uh, I tell my son, you know, he goes to a Christian school where a lot of you guys went, um, but I say, just because your friends go there in name, I said, you got to, you got to reach out, find people who, so if you're with a friend all the time and the, the God never comes up in your discussion or you guys never talk about things of the kingdom, then how valuable is that relationship? And not just going, you know, because you go to a church school, but look for people that are going to do exactly what you guys are saying. I just, so valuable. And and like Jason said, man, if, if you're just going Sunday to Sunday with no fellowship, gets it gets a little lonely and sam you said something that's interesting because i asked zoe when she was here she was talking about being vulnerable you know and i said well how do you meet people that open up she goes i guess you just be that person and uh and and the people that are like-minded will find their way to you and that's what you're saying that the lord said to you choose me seek me and i will bring people into your life that keep and so i think that's a universal truth probably that we can say to all of our listeners as well if you will seek the lord with all of your heart because there's a lot of loneliness in the world and even when you're around people you can be lonely seek seek the lord with all of your heart he will bring those people into your life yep agreed and he'll uh, he'll fill in the gaps you know where where you can't work he'll He'll, he'll hold you up. So it's Friday night. You got a clean, nothing on the calendar. What would, Samuel, what, what's your ideal Friday night? Ideal Friday night? Oh, I'd probably stay in. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, stay in and, and, and I'll, you know, have to see what Zoe's up to, of course. But um, I don't know. I definitely see what the guys are up to. I'm, I'm a pretty social person. So right. it would be, it'd have to do, you know, if no one was able to 
to hang out, then I'd actually be a little bit disappointed. I'd be, you know, I wasted a Friday night if I'm not with people. Now, I saw somewhere on social media something about uh, Casey's in Warrensburg or what in the <laughs> world is what is the deal behind I, this story? I There's moved, a third Casey's. What's going yeah, on here? <laughs> I moved to Warrensburg three. I mean, I'm not there anymore, but I moved there two years ago for school and um, I had a couple roommates and I knew one of them a little bit, not not too much. And the other one I didn't know at all. But um, living there, I, you know, had a lot of college like experiences. But one of them was um, my roommate. He came to me and he and he was telling me a story about um, how in class they had a big discussion and a big argument and she um, happened because they couldn't agree on the number of Casey's in Warrensburg. Okay. Now Casey's for, for those of you not in the area or Iowa area, that's a gas station chain. Yeah. 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 And, and they're, they got their hold on Warrensburg. Like there's no other, I think there's some break times, but there's no quick trip. There's no come and goes. It's, you know, it's a Casey's town. And so this (laughs) debate, great pizza, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good pizza. Um, and so anyway, that it was a while ago and, um, that he was telling me about that debate and I thought, you know, that's kind of funny, but then me and another friend were hanging out. His name's John. And, um, it was, we were hanging out before, I think it was before RCM, which is the campus ministries for the restoration campus ministries there in Warrensburg. And we had some time to kill. And so we thought, you know, let's just drive around Warrensburg. And I asked, I asked John, I said, have you heard about three cases in Warrensburg? He's like, I don't, Okay, I know where one is. Let's find, you know, let's find where the other. And so we just we traveled around Warrensburg, didn't know anything, didn't know where it was, and we found the first one easy. We found the second one, and then we had to take a leap of faith, and we eventually found it on the outskirts of town, and um, it felt like an accomplishment. You for found the, the third case. We found the third case. <laughs> it was there. Did you purchase anything? No, we didn't even go into any of them. We we should have we should have tried the pizza on each one and been like, all right, which one has the best pizza? But um, yeah, we I think it was time to get back to RCM, and so we just scuttled back. But I was you know I got some time to kill, so you might as well know as much as you can about the town. Well, mystery solved. Yeah, yeah. mystery solved. All right, Andrew, what about you? Friday night, what's your ideal uh, schedules open? What do you do? What do you What do you like to do? Mm, I I. Yeah, I'd stay in, call Sam, Jason, uh, one of our other friends, see what they're doing. Um, I I really don't do too much. Uh, if if it's not with them, then I don't do much at all. So, <laughs> you you actually your answers are making me happy. This is this is what I hoped they would be. Yeah, I didn't expect you to say movies and you know yeah. whatever. <laughs> but uh, what Jason, same thing. Just hang out with your friends. Yeah. Um, Lately, I've been working kind of a not fun schedule of three on, three off and rotating. So I've been, one, tired, two, you know, different days off. And, um, and you know, my wife Amanda's also working weird hours. And so we basically try and um, use whatever time we have together, together and, um yeah, and and sometimes that's with, you know, all of our mutual friends, and sometimes we might, you know, part ways and hang out with the guys or hang out with the girls or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, it, it it really depends, and it's just kind of being with those people you're close to. 
when you guys are together and you're hanging out together in fellowship and community, what is it? Uh, so it's not always, uh, you know, prayers and, uh, you know, deep <laughs> theological discussions, right? right is right. it just uh, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun? Just, yeah. Yeah. What does ha- it look like? We're pretty goofy. Yeah. We have this. Okay. This is, this is going to be weird for some listeners. They're going to say, what are the youth of the church doing now? <laughs> but we do these, um, the, well, you had a podcast back with, David Gilmore and and your friends, right? And there was an episode um, where you I, were you a part of the spiritual draft, the spiritual warrior draft, where each person took a no. That was Zion Bound. Zion Bound. Yeah, okay. they they had a podcast a okay. while ago, and I was like a guest once or twice. Okay, but yeah, wasn't regular. So I must have listened to the one where you were on, okay. and then I listened to the this draft where they drafted characters from the scriptures and tried to build this team. <laughs> and we've done that before, but. We also pose interesting questions. Sometimes they're scripture based, sometimes they're not. The one we were on now was if if each restoration branch could submit three individuals for a wrestling match, <laughs> which branch would come out on top? Just because you you know, you got some big branches, you got some small branches, so you gotta limit it to just three, but it's always, you know, you go back and forth on whether this individual could take out this individual in a <laughs> body slam or not. But um, that's been one of my favorite questions that recently popped up. It can last for a good, you know, 35 minutes, 40, 40 minutes to an hour. So that's like the best Friday night ever in my idea. <laughs> an Arizona iced tea and discussing <laughs> the, the best three wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did anybody. Is you going to share your results or no? Is it as ongoing still? Oh, so, well, you've had one of them on, I guess. We know that, you know, Ed Turner. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? He's got to have some skills. So Buckner's got some good representation, <laughs> okay. and I'm trying to think. I I don't, because you're going to have, we're going to have to name drop if we, which might be fine. Um, <laughs> South Grizzler's got, you know, the big branch has got some good, some good, you know, there's Ben Gaytross, who's obviously got some law enforcement <laughs> experience, but. Colburn, you got Stu Gage, so I don't know. Like it's, we do, it's uh, it's a scary, scary. We got some. I don't know. Um, Atherton, we tried to go back and forth on Atherton. Um, we got some dark horse picks like um, Brian Twombly. Do you know him? I do. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like there's there's got to be some switch that's going to happen in his brain, and he's just going to. Wrestle him, you know. He's just going to take him down, unstoppable. Uh, you might have to take this whole part out of the podcast. I think, uh, yeah, okay. I'm getting the. I'm getting the. Let's. Uh, I'd like to last a few more episodes before yeah. we get take. Yeah. So, well, good deal. Um, that's good, man. It's good. Uh, it's good to have people you can let loose with, and just uh, you know, life gets gets a little serious sometimes. So, well, talk to me. All right, so. Um, Preparatory podcast. I got a, an invite, a Facebook like or something one day, and I checked it out and found out you guys, you three are are doing a podcast. Somebody said something to me uh, as soon as it came out, like, oh, you got some competition. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. It's like the more, the more there is, it's weird with podcasts, right? Because if you get a conglomeration of them, it's like they almost feed each other and people get involved with it and then listeners share. And it's like, no, it builds a, com- it builds a community of podcasts. So I was uh, excited that you guys were doing that. And so I wanted to, uh, we put a clip on of one of your episodes at the end of one of our episodes. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, 
And I will appreciate the return to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll you'll have to be on our podcast. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. We have a the preparatory podcast, the name comes from the preparatory gospel, because we're all ironic priesthood members. Okay. And so with that, we we deem this the celestially because you both are oh, elders. So. No, no, no. I'm a, no, I'm a, I'm a priest. Oh, you're I'm a priest? priest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Corey's here, so I guess he can, you yeah. know, things, things of eternity. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're the celestial <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, I look, I try to assist Corey. I just try to bring out his wisdom and do the, you know, the ironic. Uh, yeah, he's good. But. So what, how did, how was the idea born? So first off, I've, for a long time in my life, I've always wanted to do like some sort of podcast or some mm-hmm. sort of radio type show. And it, it's usually been, you know, just some goofy thing that I want to do with friends and, you know, not necessarily anything about you know, the gospel. But um, so I ended up buying some mics and a soundboard and just kind of got a basic setup going. And uh, me and some other friends were doing a little podcast and, but then, uh, your guys' podcast came out and I got really excited cause I'm like, finally, you know, you know, Christian podcast that is, you know, my faith and can go deeper and, you know, stuff from the book of Mormon and stuff like that. Um, and, and I had been kind of wanting to do something like that for a while. Um, and, and so we, we kind of, started talking and the idea had been thrown around a few times. Um, but I, I kind of just had this thought of like, what if we just started going through the book of Mormon? It would give us a lot of, um, material. And, um, I, I think it would be cool to try and kind of engage people. And, um, you, you see those book of Mormon read it in this year challenge or these amount of uh, weeks. And, and so it's kind of from that and uh but we also didn't want to try and you know copy restored gospel podcast <laughs> because um you you guys are more knowledgeable than us but um so so we like to stick to some of the basics and that's kind of why we have the subtext of restoration basics but um so yeah it, it's just kind of become a little thing that we like to do and i don't know what the other guys have to say about it, but yeah, that's kind of, well, I actually had a listener the other day. Um, they had listened either or caught wind of, of it, of what we had said or what we had put a clip on. And they were excited about it because, uh, this family, they, uh, I think, I don't know if their kids are schooled at home or they're just doing some book of Mormon study at home. And they, they were excited. Like, this is great because this is something we can use to go through the book of Mormon. Exactly what you said, go through the book of Mormon. And then, you know, have you guys also guiding and talking about it along the way? It's a great tool, man. I, I, I was excited about it. Yeah, as as far as us being more knowledgeable, I don't I don't see that at all. I I um, the spirit's just so interesting that um, I think we've we've said over and over in this episode not not the knowledge you have, but it's it's the relationship with that love and that spirit, and that's not even based on age or years in the gospel or or anything. And he's so big, he's so big. And there's so many different aspects of ways to talk. So, um, so you guys got on board, you guys, I mean, you approached these guys and said, yeah, Hey, yeah, I, just kinda, I, yeah, I, I, I just kind of sent a message one day and was like, what if we did this? And I was kind of not expecting as 
good of a response as I got. So it was kind of awesome to have someone also like these two also actually kind of passionate about something I felt pretty passionate about. So having, having the book of Mormon as the template made it really simple. Cause I, get, I mean, you feel like you don't know anything compared to, to others, you know, what can I teach people that they haven't already taught me? And so it's been good to just go through that and you get to read through the book of Mormon again and say, what can I get from this? And what can I, you know, t- talk about from this and so you guys are basically you're reading through a certain chapter at a time or certain chapters and then you'll you'll dialogue about what you've just read just kind of share your thoughts right so anybody that wants to to go along just yeah we we don't really read through yeah it's not like a you're not audio reading book. Word for, yeah, yeah right right it's not an audiobook of the book of mormon it's just kind of a what we um i i called it a you know, interactive scripture study and you know, when you get together with other people for a scripture study, you you don't necessarily, well, sometimes you do, but um, it's usually dialogue based and just trying to mm-hmm. um, so see they, what stuck out to you. They yeah. could read, a, they could read the, the given chapters on their own and then be more prepared to listen then to the discussion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, um, doesn't matter how long it takes then, right? You're not on any schedule. You just plan on going through the, yeah. And, uh, and our hope is, um, well, we've done some home visits and, um, you know, just hearing people testimony, like the stories of the saints, you know, you talk to them and, and people are really passionate about certain, certain things and what the Lord's teaching them. And they're like, oh, this is, this is something new to me and this is something I want to share. So I kind of want to hope that we can bring someone on when we get to a certain chapter and, and you had Kara on, I've already talked to Kara cause she has a class on Jacob chapter two and, um, being pure. And I was like, Kara, when we get to this, can you just come on and talk about the chapter? Cause she was really, I, when she read it, she was like excited. She texted me that night, I think, and was like, you need to read Jacob chapter two. And, and so we're excited for that just to have another perspective too. What's your reaction been? Um, so you guys being three of you and having different circles, um, some of the younger people, are they buying into the podcast thing like your generation or what's the dialogue been like with your friends and stuff? Well, <laughs> if you can't tell, Andrew loves the sound of his own voice because yeah. he's, he keeps, he Andrew keeps, keeps pushing the mic back there. Yeah, <laughs> um, so there's definitely been support. Um, we don't necessarily have that interactive uh, Bible study thing going yet. because Not a lot of people are really reaching out to us, um, but it, it, we're still early on in all of this and um, we're definitely and it's interesting we talk about community and you wanting to create a community you know through this podcast and that that's kind of our goal too is uh, not only being able to answer questions people might have or um and and just kind of discuss those things but also you know if we say something wrong you know we can talk about the things that we got wrong or uh, yeah we we definitely want to have more people kind of um engaged mm-hmm. yeah um and and we're building <laughs> it's kind of interesting isn't it because you don't know who's listening when and it's like you know i fall asleep at night to podcast um i have a job where i drive a lot and so i've always got something on and just to have more material available where 
you're feeding your mind and the spirit has that to latch on to and just inspire you is just, I mean, I've listened to the Bible project for years and it's like, even if they don't believe what I believe completely theologically, when, when, when they put a scripture out there, even it's just, you hear that scripture, the Holy spirit has that material to just be like, you know, and like use your mind. If that's your desire, you can't go wrong. He's, he's not going to lie to you. And I, I think that this is just food, uh, People need to uh, utilize their relationship with the Lord more than Sunday morning. And so if you don't want to just listen to pure scripture be read, uh, I just find these a great way to um, just, I don't know, be involved with community, even if you're physically not in the presence. So uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. But what do you guys think about technology and the gospel and, and what where it take us? I mean, if you think about it at all. We, uh, we being Sam and I, I guess we were on a kick for quite a while, uh, about, you know, in, in DNC section one, it says we're called to be a true and living church. And we were on that kick about being the living church. And, um, you know, do you know any animal that is alive for only one day a week or, <laughs> or two days a week? Uh, I don't, I, I don't think there is one, Right. And, and so if we're supposed to be a part of that live church, if we're supposed to be uh, a living organism in that church, then we should be alive every day, every, uh, in every aspect of life. And, and so technology is just another aspect of, of life nowadays. I mean, it's just, it's just there, you know? And, and so we should be um, bearing record of God with technology just as much as we are with anything else because it's a part of life. So I, I really valued this opportunity to, to just, you know, find consistency when, when you spread it, the ministry or the gospel, I guess, um, across different, um, spectrums or different mediums. I think it's really important, um, for yourself even to, just see some consistency across all the board. You know, you don't want to just minister in just one way and say, this is the only way I'm going to allow God to work through me in my life. No, well, God wants to work through you in every avenue that he can use. And and so technology is one of those now. And so I'm, I'm really thankful for this opportunity. Yeah, good or bad, it's good. I mean, it gets such a bad rap all the time, but and you just got to use it for good. People like, you know, people text all the time and don't call. And I think, like, you know how many people I uh, interact with that I would never have even mentioned, you know, through a text message? So it's like it actually adds to it. Now, if you just totally replace it and everybody's at home going to church on their computer, yep, there's going to be a problem. But, yeah, you guys get it. So that's it's exciting to me. And my goal is to have, like, you know, a one-stop a website or, or a company that has, you know, there, there's different media things out there where you've got three or four or five different podcasts or a group coming together and people can go to one spot. And I don't know, I there's a lot of, a lot of yeah. excitement. There. I have a similar goal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey yeah. we need to talk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, what else is, uh, I've got a couple other things, but anything else on your mind or anything else you want to share? We'll put a link course to the, on this episode so people can go and listen if they haven't already. Um, anything else on that? I think, I think it's just been good to have a, something in the 21st century that, you know, in our the church being a scattered state with no central, you know, head to say, okay, we need to focus on this. You know, it's in, 
it's embarrassing when someone says, hey, do you have any church material? And you got to go give them a tape cassette that happened in yeah, like yeah. 2000. So it's been great. I know I've, I've already told my boss actually at work, you know, about Restore Gospel podcast and, and our podcast. And he's like, oh, no way. Send me a link. I love podcasts. And he's an, he's an LDS member. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, I think the the church seems to be starting to catch on a little bit on the technology department. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of movement across the board, um, and and I really think it's something that God is calling us to do, and it sounds kind of funny to say, you know, use technology. God's calling us to use technology. But I, I think there's a lot of work to be done, and we haven't really been, at least from my perspective, haven't really been very active in outreach or, um, and I know that's, I'm saying that while these people are going in different countries and doing outreach, but, um, I don't know. It just seems like the church from my perspective has been a little stagnant and there can be, um, new, new things coming up. Um, and I think media is a big part of kind of establishing a culture and um, in that culture we can, you know, be, I don't know. I think if you establish a culture of just focusing on Christ through media and having those avenues to where you can replace, you know, your Joe Rogan podcast with you know, restored <laughs> gospel podcast, you know, right. Um, and just being able to, have these opportunities to focus on the things of the Lord. Um, I, I think there can be a community formed and, and it's interesting because I created you know, our Facebook page to kind of try and gain some traction with an audience. And it, it was interesting to see the people who responded to the like uh, the invite. And I'm like, Oh, you, you're interested in church stuff. Like, right. and, and, I think it it can open some doors to um, new people or reinvigorating some people, and and I'm seeing that a lot. There's talks of creating original media that would be specific to our church, or like whether that's a play or a musical, and mm-hmm. uh, writing stories and all this stuff. And I've I've been hearing it, and especially with my background and uh, my mom's Joy Kane, and she yeah. does all the plays and stuff. And there's there's a lot of people mentioning things to her that they're interested in doing and it's all church related and it's all kind of exciting and you're seeing some sort of movement and I don't know, it it excites me. And you said, you know, the podcast is something that you've more passionate about than most things in your life. And that's kind of how I'm feeling now. And, you know, we've gone a few weeks without recording anything because, you know, trips to Africa and stuff like that and the holidays and, I'm just itching to get back. And so yeah. I'm happy to be here and it's just good to, this is be yeah, in, absolutely yeah, spirit. And- this is the first recording I've done. Corey and I hit a, a we, we were real blessed. We, we, we did a bunch of episodes and then, uh, and then he's, he got real busy with work. So we have not recorded in several weeks and they you know, and you start to get whittling down. You're like, Oh, I hope we can get together. We're going to, we've yet to miss a week, but, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Being here and just talking. Um, I'm so, I've been so influenced by other people that I've never met. Like I said, Andrew Peterson, and, and I'm not overstating that, that, that his life and what he's done and the books that he's put together and the material I've been able to read, though I've never met this person, I could say has shaped my life in a great way and has added, um, has just added value and quality. I mean, I could have gone the last you know, 20 years without having that music and my life would be different. It's a quality in art. And I, I see this recording as kind of like art. It's just, um, it's adding quality to people's life, but it's just so cool that the Holy spirit can do a work and we don't have to even be present, but just, just the voice and the topic and the thoughts go out into the air and the spirit takes that and brings it into people's hearts. And you, you don't want to, like we said, ever supplement what, um, face-to-face and being together, but what a way to add to it, man. And just, I don't know, it gets me going. So, well, we, uh, we got to start wrapping up and it may take a little longer than normal, but I wanted to ask you guys, I always ask everybody this, Samuel, what does the gospel, the word, the gospel, what's that mean to you? Um, the gospel to me is love. I, that's put it simply. That was what my experience was about. I was converted to the Lord and converted to to wanting to change the world and um and it's a longer testimony so if I don't want to take time but that's what it is you know the love that He has for each of His children um, it's not diminished by anything you can do it's not stopped by anything anyone's ever done it's His love that He has always always wanted to be with them always wanted to be with His creation. Andrew. I would say the same thing and um and just add that it's it's not the love that we we think of here on earth but it's um it's the thing that compelled him to give his son for us and and it's just so incredible that uh, uh like we like we talked about that everyone should should hear about it and so when we say the good news of the gospel it's great news. It's awesome. It, I mean, it should make us joyful because, um, we were in such a bad state without, without him, without that gift. And, uh, like Sam's example earlier, um, uh, well, like our, like our story, um, he was mentioning earlier, referring to, um, we talk about a man in Nairobi who falls down into a well, you know, uh, without that good news of the gospel that there is a way out there uh, life is dim life is dark life is dirty it's it's all these different things but it's it's the hope you know and it's it's awesome so. jason you got anything to add yeah like you know the scripture of the gospel in one word the song or whatever the gospel in one word is love and but I also think of service and that that is an act of love. And, and something that Sam has said that I've kind of really latched on to lately is something he said in a sermon uh, during the summer. And it was, he, he took the story of Jesus uh, at 12 years old being in the temple and <laughs> um, his parents freaking out that and Jesus's response is, you know, why why are you worried? 
don't you, don't you know, I'm going to be about my father's work. And I think that's something that's very important that, you know, we should emulate our lives um, based on Christ's example. And so if he's about his father's work, we should be about his father's work. And, you know, this is one of those outlets that, you know, I feel like we have that we can be about that work. Um, But there's so much love and joy to have in the gospel. Um, And it's, it's hard not to share it, but yet it's still scary to share it sometimes. And um, we're afraid of rejection, but um, and something else that Sam said in that sermon was, (laughs) I'm just, you know, talking for Sam um, is if you feel like you're not close to God, that the best way to feel close is to be about his work because there's, there's no way you can be about his work and not feel that spirit. Mm, Such a simple message. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, what's the greatest danger facing your generation or facing like my son or the the youth today, the youth, um, you know, the high school coming out into the world you guys have any ideas? What do you, you think? Uh, or, or maybe not the greatest, but what's the the first thing that comes to my mind is complacency. Uh, <laughs> um, Jason gets to go first this time. Yeah, so you, so you guys can all think and sound wise. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd say complacency, and that's the th- biggest thing I struggle with. Is I, I'm very happy, but there's so much more that I need to do and, and focus on more. And, but just because you're happy doesn't mean you're in the right place. Mm. Um, and, and are you truly happy if you're not communing with God? And I think that's something that's very important and something we don't, you know, value enough is just don't be, complacent with where we're at. And I think the church as a whole and our generation especially has gotten complacent and that's something we need to try and remedy. So. My answer goes along just with what Jason said, um, but it's a little, little bit of a different side of it. And that would be um, lack of, um, I'm sorry again. Um, well, shoot my, my train left the station. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, I got it. I okay. got it. I remembered. Found the train. Lack of perspective. Um, and I feel like that that plays along just with what Jason said is is that, um, you know, if you're happy, you can be happy, but that doesn't mean you're in the right spot. And um, it all comes down to are we going to – um, are we going to settle? Are we going to be complacent? Are we going to um, think that our good situation is is God's definition of good, or or our satisfaction is is God's satisfaction? You know, I think we, um, especially, I, I can only speak for myself, uh, especially, I 
I do this all the time is that um, I look at myself in a situation or I look at myself with a decision and I say, I'm happy with how this is going to play out if I react this way. And then I don't really pay attention to how God would feel if I made that decision. Um, I, I end up dealing with consequences more than rewards if I, if I don't give thought, you know, to, to God's perspective. And, um, I feel like sometimes we're, we're just mindlessly forgetful about how involved he is in our lives. And, um, oh, there's a scripture that says God's only, Yeah, God's wrath is kindled only against those who confess not his hand and everything. And I think that's so very interesting, but I feel like that's very uh, dangerous for especially our generation as well, is that we don't confess his hand and everything. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's obviously his wrath is kindled. (laughs) (laughs) If if we don't confess his hand and and everything in our life, and, and he is, he's everywhere. And if we don't, um, if we don't realize that, then we will be complacent. We will not see the bigger picture. And so I think it's important that we, we, uh, look for his perspective and, and if we look for it, then we'll, we'll see that he's in everything, every situation and decision that we have for us. My turn. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to try and put this in as short as possible, but if you see something that you want to do, and it builds up the kingdom, just do it. You don't have to wait for anybody. That's, I think, that's something I had to learn, something the youth needs to know, that just do it. Don't wait for someone to come along and give you approval or a thumbs up. Just just do it for God. Just If if we had waited, we again, to mention the visiting, but if we had waited for someone to say, hey, I need someone to come into my home, we we. <laughs> Our list would be very short if you know of, of homes we visited. Um, just just find a way and do it. Um, there's very few things that the Lord reserves for you know, like the ordinances that He reserves for um, those with authority to do. Most of the work of His kingdom can be done by everyone. Don't wait. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of problems with the church have come just from people thinking that the priesthood was the were the workers, you know. And golly, man, the, the more um, <clears throat> I remember one time we had some uh, some type of division or some type of topic that was kind of getting people all riled up. And I was talking to one lady; she goes, oh, "I hadn't noticed," and she'd been teaching Sunday school every every. Every Sunday, she goes, I've just been so busy with my class. I'm like, that's the best analogy. You're busy working. You don't have time to get caught up in the yeah. the silliness. So I was like, I've always remembered that. She goes, I, I didn't even know. I was too busy working. You know, <laughs> I like, when we're busy working, man, that's, that's, yeah. I, we didn't even talk about your, your home visiting. We, I just feel like, I mean, this is our first two part stories of the saints. This is pretty cool. But, uh, I feel like we could have three or four, but uh, maybe you guys will come back again. Would you oh, think? I, I know your time's precious. I'd love to. Yeah, I uh, I would love that. I'd love you to have to be a semi regular uh, guest anyway, and um, come back, share your testimonies. There's so many people out there. You're relevant to probably you know. There's there's people that 
I know on Sunday mornings, my son and I have made it a, a thing where we get up at seven o'clock and we spend a couple hours, hour and a half driving and we just go drive in the country and we get a little drink and we talk. And a lot of times we'll put on the stories. He loved to hear Ed's story and he's going to love to hear this story. So everybody give a shout out to Weston. He's, he's like, I got mentioned again. So. <laughs> but um, you're very relevant and um, the younger people, I know what we'll love hearing you your stuff as well as the older people it gives us it gives me a great joy to see people out there doing what you guys are doing so thank you for thank you i mean this seriously thank you each one of you for choosing to do this with your life um it gives me hope um i feel like i would if i had a friday night to do anything i'd like i don't want you guys to come over and just hang out and laugh and um just be together it really brings me joy i mean that knowing that you're out there and knowing that this is important to you and the gospel still means something today. So thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah. Come back and Oh, preparatory podcast. We'll have a link, check them out, join them and everybody just tell a friend. It's really hard to um, get momentum, but you tell a friend, a friend tells a friend and um, it helps us to keep going and to know and just spend, spend 30 seconds Shoot these guys an email or whatever. You'll find them on social media. Let them know you appreciate it. And um, it's not why we do it, but it's nice to know that the Lord's working. So anything else? All right. God bless. Thanks.